here to help empower, encourage, and lift you up on your everyday walk with the Lord. We're so excited to have you join us today. Be sure to follow us on our Facebook page at Lifting Higher Podcast for more fun and interaction with the hosts and encouragement when you need it the most. Lifting You Higher podcast. We're so excited to have you back with us. We are going to be talking about unforgiveness today. Yikes. It's a it's a huge topic. <laughs> it's a huge topic. And we kind of, um, I feel like we just brushed, brushed it last podcast. Um, and so I'm glad we're going to kind of dig into unforgiveness this time. Um, so yeah, unforgiveness. Yeah, so... We left off yesterday, last podcast with anger, and um, and so now with unforgiveness, we're going to talk about that, and that is kind of the last of the the fruit, the low lying bad fruit that is produced when you're not operating in love, and as First Corinthians thirteen tells us, and so um, in fact it says love keeps. I love this saying: <laughs> love keeps no record of wrongdoing. Yes. And what is that? That is forgiveness. Mm -hmm. And when you keep record of wrongdoings, that is unforgiveness. Yes. And so um, we're going to jump right into it. And um, I know that you had some really cool input on it that I I really liked. And um, go for it, Jessica. Share it with us. Okay. So first, um, there are... There are many ways to tell if you're living in unforgiveness, but I've just jotted down 14. <laughs> 14 ways. Not just, too many. Uh, just a side note. I just took one of those tests about something else. Yeah. It was 15 and I got 10 out of 15 <laughs> okay. or something else. And I was like, yep. oh, that was not a good score. No. So, okay. So you don't want to, you want a low score. A very low score. Okay. Good. Okay. Are you ready? <laughs> um, the first one is you are experiencing bursts of anger. I don't know. Oh, didn't we address this last podcast? <laughs> Next is you're petty and impulsive. Yikes. Uh, <laughs> like maybe you shop a lot when you know you're not supposed to. Yes. And you like to pick apart. You're just petty about stuff and people, you know, like, yes. yes yeah. yeah. Um, you're desperate to make them understand how you feel. So, like, if you've been hurt and you have unforgiveness, you're constantly trying to be like, no, this is how I feel. Yeah. Ooh, I know I've been there. You're compulsive. Yikes. These are, I really hope everybody listening has a low score. But if you don't, we're going to talk about how to forgive and how to let go of those those things that you're holding on to. So you don't have these 14. Um, you're unable to reframe reframe your experiences so you're unable to take what happened to you and change it into more of a positive light and to forgive Hmm. these are deep i know i Uh, feel like these these are like what are we seeing on the news and in facebook and whatever media you you watch we just hit Every one of those things right now. Yes. Yeah. What and we're experiencing it, now is 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 unforgiveness. I mean, 
Yes. And you're not even through halfway. <laughs> no. Okay. Um, okay. You're not taking responsibility for your feelings. Maybe. So it's okay that I slap you because you hurt me. <laughs> yeah. We're going to talk about that in okay. a little bit. All right. I got it. Yep. Okay. Um, you're sick. You could be like physically sick. Remember every every topic that we've had in this um, kind of series of what a real Christian looks like, it has physical consequences to your body. So living in unforgiveness still has those physical consequences. Well, and sick doesn't necessarily, I, I didn't read all of them because I wanted to be fresh when you re- read them, but I'm betting sick doesn't necessarily have to mean physical either. It could be like a no. mental sick, yeah. like depression. Yes. Or yeah, something like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, okay. absolutely. Um, you're keeping a list of offenses. Whew. Come on. Um, you hate yourself. Again, what is the enemy's job to kill, steal, and destroy? So you're living in unforgiveness. You're giving the enemy a foothold in your life, and he's going to bring those those things. And division. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, you pre- replay the scene over and over and over and over again. You know, Joyce Myers talks a lot about that, about the replaying the incident in your head over and over again. And I think it was in her book, The Battlefield of the Mind, and um, how you just have to stop it. Yeah. Stop the narrative. Gotta... Stop the video. Mm-hmm. And because all because when you do that, you get angry all over again. Yes. You get you of, the offense as if it, as if it hit, happened right that moment mm-hmm. instead of 10 years ago or whenever it happened. Yeah. And now you're going through it all again. And it's as if it's just as fresh right there at that moment as it was 10 years ago when it happened. Right. Well, remember last podcast, we I mentioned the the arrows. Mm-hmm. When you're replaying that, it's like you're, you're bumping back into those arrows. And it's just causing the same pain over and over and over. Ugh. Um, you gossip about the person you have unforgiveness towards. Um, I'll get into this a little in a little bit, but just remember our words have power. And what are the, one of the things that God hates? Gossip. That's right. <laughs> I mean, specifically, yeah. he, I mean, he just nailed it. It was like, it wasn't like, and you don't, don't talk about each other. It was like, these are the things that God hates. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you're righteous and entitled. <laughs> Almost done. Two more to go. Um, you exercise poor judgment and you refuse to confide in others and you sabotage your relationships. I don't know how many people I know. I mean, how many friends I've had in present or past that have done that, you know, like have sabotaged our relationship. But it was all because of the unforgiveness. Again, remember the grape at the bottom of the bag that's moldy? What does it do? It spreads the mold to the other grapes around it, and you got to throw the whole, whole like little bunch away. That's what all of these things. When you don't have love, that's what they do. They create that mold and kind of spread and ugh, get yucky. That's right. That's right. And and unforgiveness is not something to just wink at. It is a horrid thing that can really cause not just damage to yourself but to the people around you. And that's why it has to be addressed. Mm-hmm. And, and if it goes unaddressed, it's going to make you, it's going to bench you. 
Yes. It's going to bench you. And you know when you're playing for a team and the coach puts you on the bench because of your attitude or because you didn't show up for practices? That's exactly what unforgiveness does. Yes. It benches you. And then you get angry because you're on the bench and you don't understand why you're on the bench. And it's because you're toxic. You're carrying around all this nasty unforgiveness in your heart and, and you're you're not doing helping the kingdom of God at, at, at all. In fact, you're hurting it because you're probably hurting other people. Mm-hmm. You know? It's such a vicious cycle. It just keeps going over and over. Um, oh, like I just, oh man, unforgiveness is like rotten fruit. I don't know. There's so many things. Um, okay. So I wanted to kind of talk through how we can deal with unforgiveness. Um, and I know you had some, um, pearls for us later, which I'm really excited about. (laughs) Um, okay. But first, so it's important that we don't defend the offense that happened, like meaning don't say, oh, it's fine. You can do whatever you want, you know, because that's not going to heal you. That's not going to bring healing when you're like, oh, it's fine. Yeah, do whatever. I'm okay. You know? Yeah. Or just, just be accepted. You know, listen, people are not perfect and they're going to do things that hurt your feelings because we are not perfect. Yes. Whether they do them intentionally, unintentionally, or without even knowing it, it's, we live in a world of where there's imperfect people everywhere. Plus we live in a world where there's people that specifically want to hurt you. Yes. So, um, you've got that going on. So you're not going to make it till your last day without being hurt. Someone's going to hurt you. Somebody's going to do something wrong to you. And, and you're going to have this opportunity to forgive or not to forgive. Mm-hmm. And, and it is an opportunity. That's exactly what it is. Yes. And, um, you know, as mature Christians, we have to be the ones that are right there showing the way to do it. Mm-hmm. And then at, if you're just starting out on this, this journey with Jesus as your Lord and Savior, um, brace yourself. <laughs> Because it's going to happen. Yes. It's going to happen inside the church. It's going to happen outside the church. It's going to happen everywhere you go. You're going to have opportunities to express forgiveness. Mm -hmm. You're going to have opportunities to express forgiveness in your past. And it's going to come down the line in your present and in the future. So nobody gets out of this skin suit without giving the opportunity to learn how to forgive. Yes. And so you've got to, you've got to learn how to do it because if you don't, the alternative is not good. It's no. not. It's, you, you lose so many opportunities to be, just to have joy in your life. Mm-hmm. And, um, I've seen, I've known people that unforgiveness has just sucked the joy right out of their life. I personally had it about with it myself. I think, I think if you're going to be, well, we're going to get to that, but if you're going to be used by God, if you want to be used for God, if you believe that's the plan and call in your life, you are going to get daily opportunities to learn how to forget. Yes. And yes. if you don't, you're going to get, you're going to get sidelined. You're going to get put on the bench mm-hmm. because it, that can't happen. No. And so, um, God's not going to let it happen because no. he loves everybody. He loves all his children. Mm-hmm. And so, um, that's what it's about. So do you yeah. want to hit the, the, hit the pearls? 
Or do you want to? Yeah. Uh, if you let's, I have a couple other points that I okay. wanted to make, and then we can do the pearls. Okay. But um, <laughs> so this next one is gonna be really difficult, and you're probably gonna like be like, "What are you talking about, Jessica? She's crazy." No way. You gotta empathize with the offender. Yeah, Yikes. I agree with that. I totally agree with that. Yikes. Even even if, all right, let's say you were, um, uh, well, I'll tell you right, which is current news. Current news is something has hit the current news where somebody has done a great deal of good things um, for um, for a bunch of people, was found um, being a um, pedophile and a um, child pornography person, okay? Wow. Now, what this guy did is horrible. I mean, it's abomination. It yeah, is of course. That's, that's what it is. Yes. So, um, but, and I know, and I know the people that have gone through it is, it's horrible. But when I look at this person's face, because it's been smeared all over the TV, is that there's something, and this is empathy. I look at him and I say, I wonder who messed him up. Mm-hmm. That's empathy. Yes. Because somebody doesn't just wake up one day. And roll out of bed and say, I'm going to go sexually assault an 11-year-old boy. Exactly, yeah. Something went on in their life to make them twisted. Yeah, I mean, maybe they're acting out of their own anger or their own um, depression. Maybe they were trained up to be that way. Yes. You guys, the enemy is, like, I, I feel like we've repeated this a lot in the past few podcasts. But the enemies, like, he doesn't do anything but try to come and mess us up and put lies in our head and tell us we're worthless and all of these things. So when something, especially a traumatic event happens, then that's kind of like the gateway into Uh those bigger things happening. So it's like the enemy is not something we should be taking lightly. Like, we've got to be on the defensive. Right. And and you got to know that. Okay, you know, I have personal relationships with family members that um, I have to constantly remind myself <laughs> yeah. when I'm dealing with them is, you know, I know their personal story. Mm-hmm. It's not like I'm guessing yeah. or, or, you know, making assumptions. I know their personal story. And so even then I have to stop, you know, Brenda, stop, take a moment. Mm-hmm. You know what happened to this person's life. You know what they went through. Yes, they're not acting appropriately mm-hmm. and what they just said hurt you or what they just did for the umpteenth time hurt you. Yeah. But let's remember that this is not something just out of the blue. There's something went on in their life and that's the way they are. And that, again, is called empathy. Yes. I can empathize with you. I'm not going to approve your yeah, behavior. Yeah, exactly. We don't have to approve. I'm not going to ignore your behavior. Mm-hmm. I'm not your doormat. Right. But I am going to empathize with the fact that I know that's coming from someplace else. It's coming from your hurt, mm-hmm. your pain, your past, or the devil. And yeah. and I'm not going to take the bait to, to operate in unforgiveness. Yeah. I mean, and maybe if there's somebody in your life who has unforgiveness, share this podcast with them. I mean, I'm not saying that we are experts in this field. We've both both experienced unforgiveness in our lives. But I mean, it's something to be dealt with. And I, man, I just can't imagine still living with unforgiveness in my life. Like it stifles, it stifled me. Like it, it was like a dark cloud in my life that I just could not get joy. I could not get freedom from. 
And until I made the choice, because freedom or forgiveness is a choice, like until I made that choice to forgive, like I, I mean, I, it was just like a cloud and I just couldn't see the, the road ahead. See, it stifled you. What it did to me and forgiveness until God really like, like got a handle on it and got a handle on me, you know, <laughs> back in the day when your mother would get a grip on you, yeah. your arm when you're <laughs> yes. misbehaving and, and then jerk you up and yep. jerk you out of the room and you knew you were going to get it. Oh yeah. Um, you know, until that happened in my life, there's probably about seven years where I was just operating out of unforgiveness and I was not a very pleasant person to be around. Oh yeah. I mean, I was mean mm-hmm. and, and I was mean because that it was just, it was girdling up. It was bubbling up. Mm-hmm. It was just coming out of everything. I did not have it under control. I did not have it worked out of me. It was just there and it was making me an unpleasant human being to be around. Well, it puts us in bondage. It's like we have a chain around our neck and we're letting the person who who offended us yank us around when they don't even know, mm-hmm. you know, potentially that they did that. Mm-hmm. Um, I heard this example and I, I really like it. Um, it. Unforgiveness is the lock. It's like one of those massive like huge mm. locks, like padlocks. And forgiveness is the key. So forgiveness is the key to let go of that chain around your neck or and even the one around theirs. Oh, you know? yeah. Yeah, that's good. That's really good. That's really I mean, good. it's not, it is, it is not easy to put that key in that lock because we want to feel like we're entitled to be angry and upset at them. Uh-huh. But it's worth it. Like, un- like forgiving somebody is not going to be easy, you guys. Just know that. But it is so worth it. And I feel like you have, I mean, why would you want to live with anger and just things bubbling up? And and why would you not want to live the life that God has int- intended for you to have? So, I, yeah. Well, and I think we'll probably go on this too, is that un- that key, that key, which is forgiveness, Unlocking the padlock of unforgiveness is saying, and I think we'll touch on this later, is saying, okay, I can't make this, I can't work this out. Mm -hmm. And I have to trust God that he will work it out. Yeah. (laughs) You know, it's like, because I want this person to pay. Yes. And, and it's the pain. And when you, when you forgive someone is saying, okay, I'm going to trust God that God will take care of it. And that, um, and that I don't have to work out the revenge mm-hmm. for the um, the wrongdoing that has been done for me. I can forgive this person, and that's my reward. Because yeah. when you forgive, oh my gosh, there's like so many rewards for it. You you are set free. <laughs> you things start flowing through you like love, yes. and grace, and mercy. Yes, that you know is like what is that? Well, I think that's that was a grace move. I, I didn't even know I had that in me. I was like, yeah, yeah, didn't you? Just we're so bound up with unforgiveness, you didn't even know you had it in you, you know. And so, uh, that's that's that was really powerful, Jennifer Jessica. That was really good. <laughs> Jennifer, I should just have a name like a just a, no, a name tag that says Jessica, aka Jennifer. I, I have. It's the J name. So I have okay. a mental. I have a mental health issue. I don't no, know. you don't. It's okay. <laughs> I, I don't know what it is. I tell people, make sure I have my driver's license on me in case I ever need to verify my name. <laughs> okay. Well, that, you know, maybe we just needed some joy in this moment because what we're talking about really is so sad. deep. Oh my God, it was good. Okay. So, so what are we responsible for here? What are, what's our, what's our actions here? We have to admit what happened. 
Yes. We have to repent. We have to renounce and we have to receive the forgiveness and offer the forgiveness. Um, we have to receive the I we have to receive the healing even after even if the scar is still present. This could be like a physical scar on your body that like something hap- traumatic happened, or this could be a scar on your heart. Yeah. So it's so important. We're we're also responsible for our, our thoughts. Mm. Our thoughts. We have to guard our mind because again, the video will just keep playing over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. We we have to cast out the memory and not dwell on the past. So cast Again, I know we want to hold on and be like, mm, they have to pay because they made me pay. They caused me pain. But we have to not dwell on the past. We are responsible for our motive. We've got just we've got to release it. It's like carrying a two-ton elephant on your shoulders. Unforgiveness. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. We have, we are also responsible for our attitude. I mean, that's that's a big one because. I hate to say this, but fake it until you make it. Just forgive them. And I'm going to remind us all because forgiveness is not like I forgive you and you're done. Wipe the slate clean. You're done. No, you're probably going to have to say I forgive them over and over and over until it your that pain finally kind of dwindles and God heals you. Well, it, the Bible talks about speaking those things as though they are. Yes. So if Jessica's hurt me and I wake up every morning and say, you know what, God, I have forgiven Jessica. Let's move on. And then the next morning I wake up and I say, I have forgiven Jessica. Let's move on. Yeah. And I'm speaking with my mouth and my spirit is hearing that. Mm-hmm. And my spirit is saying, that's right. We have forgiven Jessica. And my spirit is stronger than my flesh. Yes. And your spirit is stronger than your flesh. Yes. And so when you say that, your spirit woman hear, hears that and says, that's right, we have forgiven, mm-hmm. Jessica. We're moving on. Yep. And so um, that's why we uh, have to remember to do that so that we don't speak it out. Even if you, even if you're like, I don't know, in your back of your head, you're going, I don't know if I'm there yet. Yeah. That's okay. You just keep saying it because yeah. it's biblical. That is a biblical principle. Mm-hmm. That's how you know you're saved. You speak with your, yes. your mouth and you and you hear with your your spiritual ears. You confirm that, yes, I am saved. Same point. If I speak with my mouth that I have forgiven her, then I know in my spirit that I have. And then it's and it's just a process of, of waiting it to manifest in your flesh. Yes. Which we know is the pokey little puppy in the back <laughs> that wants to hold the show up. Of course. But it will eventually catch up to the show and submit yeah. and, and agree. And I just want to encourage you guys to speak it out loud to like we can oh yeah i forget you know and just say it to ourselves no speak it out loud even if you have to whisper it the first time every day speak it out loud that's right multiple times a day if you have to speak it out loud all right let's get into these beautiful pearls of forgiveness okay and and i just want to put a little side note on this before we get to the pearls is that um you know i i had um three fathers and none of the three fathers were a true father to me. And, um, when God was dealing with me about unforgiveness, he was going through the process that you need to forgive them. If you want to be used, you better get over this little 
unforgiveness part or you were never going to get any action. Mm. And so, um, I, I had forgiven them and, um, I still had one that was alive that I wanted to go see in person. And, um, he was the second one and I wanted to go see him and I wanted to tell him that I had forgiven him. Yeah. And he had an illness and he was dying of, um, dying of it. And so I, um, showed up one day at his house, which was very unusual because I would never go there by myself. I would always make sure that other family members were there because of this uneasiness. And this is a good tale. If you know you haven't forgiven someone is that you always feel uneasy around them. Mm -hmm. And I was becoming the show master of making sure that when I ever went, was in town and went over there, there'd be plenty of people over there so that I would not have to be uh, left alone with this guy, you know, and, and have this uneasiness feeling in my heart. Yeah. And so when I went over there, so God was dealing with me and, and, and he miraculously removed it. And so I thought, well, I have to put this to the test because I didn't want to be one of those women because I know a lot of these women who have to go to a graveyard and stand over a tomb stone and believe in their heart that they've truly forgiven yeah. this person. I wanted to be able to be in their presence, in front of their face, look them in the eye and know I have forgiven you. Mm-hmm. So I'm... I made plans to go visit and um, I actually made a hotel room before I got there because I wanted to pray all night because I was just like, I'm going to need to be really prayed up when I do this and I need some quiet time by myself. (laughs) And so um, I got over there and um, I walked in to visit with him and immediately I knew it was gone. The unforgiveness was Mm -hmm. gone from my heart because I could like talk to him. I mean, I was trying to talk to him and, and my plan was to go there and to say, you know, Dad, I forgive you for not being the father that a little girl needed. That was I was a very righteous, self righteous, and religious <laughs> yeah. of me, but I was ready to say share that with him. Yeah, and um, I was ready to say that, and then I also wanted to talk to him about make sure he was saved because I I, I was ready to lead him to the Lord if I needed to do that because I didn't want him to go to hell, and um, and so as we're sitting on the couch chit chatting, for the life of me, I cannot make eye contact with him. I'm like, we're talking about weather and no nonsense, you know, mm-hmm. stuff that doesn't matter to Hill of Beans, you know, we're, and I can't get him to make eye contact with me. I'm just like, and so out of frustration, I'm sitting there and I'm looking and I just speak this to God and I said, God, I can't make him make eye contact with me because I need to look him in the eye mm-hmm. and I need to say, I forgive you for not being the father a little girl needs to, needs to have. Yeah. I had, you know, my perfect speech. I was ready. I couldn't do it. And, um. And I'm telling you, as I was sitting there on that couch, the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said this. He can't look you in the eye because he knows he wasn't the father you needed. And I almost fell off the couch. And I was like, oh, my God. So if I say this to him, here's a man that's got a time limit on his life, who knows his time limit. You know, the doctors have said, you got this X amount of time. So if I sit there and I say this to him, all I'm doing is bringing more condemnation on him. Mm -hmm. I'm going to feel really good when I leave. Yeah. (laughs) But all I'm doing to him is bring condemnation. So the test is, have you really forgiven him, Brenda? Mm -hmm. Can you walk out of here without saying, I forgive you for not being the father I need? Uh, Showing mercy and grace to someone who couldn't do that to you. And I was like... Wow, that's so deep. And I was like, and so I don't even really know what happened in the few few minutes that that was going down in my head <laughs> because it was just like, 
like time stopped for a moment inside me as I was, I was processing this and I was like, you're right, God. <laughs> Isn't <Yeah>. it amazing <laughs> how many times God is right? <laughs> All the always? time. I know, I know. It's always like, it's always amazing to me when I have to say, you know, you were right on that one. You God. are right, God. Okay. <laughs> Every time. And so I was like, wow, you're right, God. I was like, well, I guess we'll move on to point two as to why I was here. Yes. And talk about his relationship with you mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and Jesus. And because we, I'm, I'm going to walk out of here and not say that I'm, because I'm good. Mm-hmm. And I know you made me good. I'm, I'm, I'm set, I'm been delivered from this yeah. unforgiveness towards him. And, um, so we visited for longer. We talked about it that, that and everything is the relationship. And as I was leaving the house and walking to my car, I, I swear to you, it was like, I wasn't even touching the pavement. Wow. I was so, I was like, it is gone. It is, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, God has done, worked a miracle in me and this is gone. And, and so then I was like, let's go over to mom's house. <laughs> And you can do the same when I get to mom's house. And I was like, I was like, this is awesome. And and again, it was like a moment where the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, No, Brenda, we're gonna walk that one out together. And I was yeah. like, No. <laughs> you're you're on cloud nine, no, and you're like, Yeah, let's just no, keep forgiving people. No. I was like, No, I'm like that instantaneous. Yeah. Know, I was like, okay. What are you gonna do about it? It's yeah. not like I have control over the situation. I was like, Well, uh, okay. I'm not happy about it, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, it, it really is a matter of, are you going to submit to it mm-hmm. and work it out? Because if you don't, you're going to be benched for a long time. And, and this is no joke. We, we've only got a set amount of days on this planet. Yes. And, and God wants to use you. He wants to use you, use you, use you. But he can't use a messed up person. I mean, he, I guess he could, he can use whoever he wants. Yeah. He uses a donkey. But if you want, if you want to really see some crazy fruit happen of, of lives change, you've got to get yours in order. Yes. If you really want to see the Holy spirit move through you in a way that you've never thought that you were even capable of doing, get rid of the unforgiveness. That's right. That's right. Okay. Right. So when I was writing some material, God gave this to me because it was like, these are the things that, um, I had learned and it's a combination of some teachings and then just personal revelation of what I went through. And, um, and God gave me the idea of a pearl necklace, you know, he says be equally yoked. Mm-hmm. So, um, just around the neck, um, wear these, this necklace of pearls when you're dealing with unforgiveness so that you can be set free from it. And so, um, there's eight pearls and, um, and actually I just, added recently added the eighth it used to be seven but okay. i just recently added the eighth it's Good. another little lesson brenda had to learn <laughs> so uh <laughs> pearl number one is that there's nothing natural about forgiveness no so don't look to your flesh Ooh. to forgive because That's your good. flesh is like oh heck no yeah i'm not forgiving anybody i got me a list you remember that <laughs> you remember that what was that movie um that was so, um, that, that series that was so big about the dragons and whatever the, um, oh gosh, you know, no idea. the, the mother of the dragons and the, the, uh, <laughs> my mind is drawing a blank, honestly. Oh my gosh. I'm, we're going to remember it right when this is over. Probably. But anyway, one of the characters in there had a list of the people she was going to, uh, get revenge on. Oh. And one of the main characters had a list of the people she was getting revenge on. And I remember hearing about it. And then also, there's a movie called um, 
that had John Wayne in it that was about um he was an he was in Ireland starting a new life after being a boxer and there's a character in that who keeps a list of people who uh <laughs> he's gonna get um, because that's what your mind wants to do. Your mind wants revenge, yeah. Because that's what your flesh wants. Mm-hmm. But so, but forgiveness is a supernatural thing. It only happens through the power of the Holy Spirit. You you cooperating. Let me put it this way: it only happens through the cooperation with the Holy Spirit. That's how forgiveness happens. Yes. It it doesn't happen because you decide you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna man it. At, you know you're gonna man it out and do it you know, yeah, yeah that, that's good for about 30 minutes and that person's gonna walk by and you're gonna be yeah. back to step one all over again. <laughs> okay so it's, forgiveness is supernatural not natural now pearl number two is that without faith in god you cannot forgive anything because your faith is what what do we know about it? what does hebrews tell us that without faith it's impossible to please god mm-hmm. your faith and we touched on this just a few minutes ago your faith says i believe god is going to justify make everything right mm-hmm. that what he did to me he's what this person did to me whether it be male or female was wrong but i know that god is going to make it right he's going to make it right to me and really think about it human beings can only do so much for human beings. I yes. mean, if you hurt my feelings and you and it caused unforgiveness in my heart, you apologizing is is going to be like what? Meh. I mean, well, it was nice to get an apology, but it's not like you could undo yes. what happened to me. True. The only one that can undo that is God. Mm-hmm. So you have to have faith that God will make it right for you. Yes. And and forg- unforgiveness says, I don't trust God. I don't trust God to really make it right. Mm-hmm. I've got to make it right. And pearl number three is that true forgiveness is loving your enemy. Remember, the Bible says that we're supposed to love our enemies. Yes. So I'm glad uh, you mentioned that. Yeah. That's how it. how do you love your? I mean, we're going to address this next podcast. But how do you love your enemies? That's that's important too. Yeah, I mean, Jesus Jesus said, "Love your enemy." That's yeah. it. There, there's no way you can't um, like re re rewrite that to mean something else you know like like how can we put that in a different version so how can i make that that work for myself (laughs) everybody but me i don't have to love my enemy Mm -hmm. okay uh pearl number four is that unforgiveness is unholy Mm. um god called us to be holy he said you be holy because i'm holy yes and when we're operating in unforgiveness, when we're harboring that unforgiveness, that's an unholy seed in our lives. Yeah. And what does unholy seeds bring? It brings a fruit of unholiness. Mm-hmm. That's right. We don't want that. Pearl number five is that your ability to forgive is directly related to how much God will use you in the kingdom of God, which I've been saying that a lot. But, you know, he showed me, you know, you know what, Brenda? Little forgiveness, little use in the kingdom of God. Big forgiveness big use in the kingdom yes, of God. Amen. So, uh, you know, if you want to be used big time, you better, and let me tell you, the bigger you get, and, and, and I'm not that big. I'm not, we're not big, but no. you'll hear, you hear mainstream people all the time mm-hmm. saying, you know, people are coming at them left and right. They're like, you know, the bigger you are, the bigger the demons. And so it's like, you know, so if you can't handle a little, um, you know, prick or hurt from someone yes. who cut you off and, and it hurt or someone that said something not so polite about you to someone else 
You can't handle that. You can't handle the big leaks. No. Are you kidding me? You'll get crushed, smashed, and wiped out. And God isn't going to allow you to be crushed, smashed, and wiped out. Yes. He's going to say, okay, you know, Brenda, you only got to go this far because otherwise, you know, you wouldn't be able to handle the big stuff over mm-hmm. here because you can't even forgive mm-hmm. what somebody said to you mm-hmm. yesterday at church. Yep. You can't even forgive that. Yep. So how do you think I can use you in the big stuff? Uh, pearl number six is your prayers will change when you live a forgiving life. Amen. <laughs> you pray for your enemies. <laughs> well, and that goes back to your saying that, that pettiness. Yeah. When, no, if, yeah. If you are operating in unforgiveness, your prayers are probably kind of pretty petty. Oh, very. Yes. It's like, oh, God, she hurt me. <laughs> Day three. Oh, God, mm-hmm. she hurt me. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, over here, you know, mass world destruction is happening, but you're still praying about, oh, God, she hurt me. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. Anyway, oh, so uh, I know we're making a joke about it, but it... No, but, but it, it, it is serious. Uh, we're trying to just make it kind of lighthearted because, oh, this is heavy. Well, and clearly God had to point that out to me. Well, you know, yeah, same. this is like, you know, it's like, listen, you know, when you're operating in unforgiveness, your prayers are like a two-year-old. Yes. So do you want to pray like a two-year-old or do you want to pray like a grown woman? Mm-hmm. And, and I was like, I want to pray like a grown woman. Yeah. So that means I have to drop off the unforgiveness. Mm-hmm. Pearl number seven, your forgiveness is a witness to Jesus Christ. Let me tell you, there is always someone in the crowd who knows the true story. Mm-hmm. They know what went down. They know what so-and-so did to you. And they're watching you. And they're seeing, is she really talking just the talk? Or is she walking the walk? Yep. And so somewhere down the line, somebody is going to say say it. And it come forward and say, you know, what you're saying, what you're living, you're real. You're mm-hmm. real. You're real because you are operating in in forgiveness and you are not carrying around that unforgiveness. And they've seen it play out because they know the whole story. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I mean, you're such an example for Christ if you live in that forgiveness. Yeah. Uh, well, you are acting Christ-like. Yes. You are. What's the last thing Jesus said when he was on the cross? He said, forgive them mm-hmm. for they know not what they're doing. Yes. So I'm thinking if that was in the last like things he said, it was probably might be a little important. Important. Yeah. And maybe we should be trying it out. For, you know, it's like, I guess I'm going to give it a shot. Yeah. Let's see what happens. And, and then Pearl number eight, which I just had to add to the list recently, is that bitterness is the fruit of unforgiveness. Mm-hmm. So if you know bitter people or you're acting bitter, which we know when you listed all those little things, list those things again. Say those things again that you were saying that they were like, if you're petty, impulsive, if you're desperate, if you, uh, to make them understand how you feel, if you're not talking. Burst of anger. Yeah. If you're keeping a list of offenses. You hate yourself. You're sick. You're gossiping. Right. You're entitled and righteous. What is that? That's bitterness. That is bitterness. Yeah. And, And so if you're operating in bitterness, that is the fruit of unforgiveness. Mm-hmm. And, and and we're supposed to, the Bible says that we're supposed to get rid of any bitterness that is in us. So, so if let you can't think. identify, if, it, if it's too painful, let me tell you, yeah. if it's too painful to identify the unforgiveness, because sometimes what may have happened to you is so grievous mm-hmm. that you can't even get to, I'm 
feeling unforgiveness. Well, I, can't, yeah. I can't even I can't even get to that yet. I mean, that's like up here and I'm right here. So if you can't get rid of unforgiveness yet, if you can't even address it, address it by the fact of what fruit are you putting out there? Are, exactly. Are, mm-hmm. are you coming off as a bitter person? You know, and and if it is, that's the red flag that there's unforgiveness in you. Yes. And now you just have to identify where the unforgiveness is coming from. And if the un, if the situation was that traumatic, you're probably going to know right off mm-hmm. what the situation was, where the unforgiveness is laying at. Well, and also, like, if it's been a, a severe traumatic experience, like sexual assault, sexual abuse, all of those, it might be kind of hidden and, like, buried. But again, the fr- fruit that you're producing... That's going to prove whether you have unforgiveness or not. So I encourage you, especially if you've dealt, if it's something traumatic like that, trauma related, to get help. Right. Like to talk to a Christian counselor, talk to your pastor, because they're going to be able to help you work through the unforgiveness because it's not going to be as easy as forgiving somebody who like dissed you in church, you know? (laughs) So, which is not right either, but but, they'll dish you at the cafeteria or the restaurant. So, you know, whatever. But, but we're talking about serious stuff. Serious trauma. Yes. Debilitating situations that have occurred to other people. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Um, Okay. So I have like two exercises real quick. Um, I know we're over the half hour mark, but I just felt like this needed to get out of there, out there. And this is just so deep that I I mean, honestly, I didn't cover everything that was in my notes. But um, the first question, these are two questions to ask yourself. Number one is, I need to forgive blank for the offense that hurt me. So who do you need to forgive? Name their name. Who Who is it? And what was the offense? And the next is your choice. I choose to forgive blank. I will cancel the debt just as Christ canceled my debt. I release them to God and he is their judge and mine and I will trust God to heal my hurts. This is where it is at. This is where Mm -hmm. you release them. You release the lock and key and the bondage around your neck. You, Because honestly, you guys, God is big enough. God is big enough to handle this and he is our judge. He's the one who's going to judge them for the things that happened, especially if it's very traumatic and and like more than just uh I can't believe that person just cut me off kind of right. thing. But I mean, God is our judge. So again, I'm going to repeat this and play it over and over if you need to do this for multiple people. But it says, I choose, again, for, forgiveness is a choice. I choose to forgive blank, so-and-so. I will cancel the debt just as Christ canceled my debt. I release them to God and he is their judge and mine. I will trust God to heal my hurts. Trusting God. That's so important. That's right. That's awesome. That is awesome, Jessica. And, um, and so I know we hit you with a bunch of stuff. We hope you picked it up. If not, you know, it's a podcast so you can listen to it again and, um, we're okay with that. Um, so, uh, we're going to, Release this at 8 p.m. on the first and third Thursdays of the month. And um, this is our last one. We're talking about what a real Christian looks like. The bad fruit. Yes. (laughs) 
So when we meet again, we're going to talk about the good stuff. Yeah, I love. Yeah. Hopefully we got rid of all, I mean, Lord Jesus, please help yes. us. We got rid of all the bad stuff. So we're going to talk about the good stuff now, yes. about what a real Christian looks like, the nice stuff. And so um, when we come back again, um, um, that's what we'll be talking about. So uh, just remember that uh, we love you. You are loved. And um, not just us, but God loves you. Jesus loves you. Yes. You are blessed. You are beautiful on the inside and out. Yes. You have a purpose. You are needed. Yes, you are. And we hope you to stay blessed and safe and healthy in Jesus' name. We'll see you next time.